All right. Uh, so we're here with um, Juan Sanchez, and this is Fernanda Espinosa recording an interview for the Pandemic Project at the Archives of American Art, Smithsonian Institution. And Juan, Juan is joining us from Williamsburg and Brooklyn from his home. Um, all right, Juan, so thank you so much for joining me on this interview. Um, first of all, I just want to ask you how you are doing today and how you've been in the past few months. Well, um, uh, first of all, thank you for, uh, for the interview. I really appreciate that. And, uh, my relationship with the Smithsonian has been very, um, uh, very good. Um, 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 the uh, archives uh, with uh, uh, Jazz Franco uh, uh, is still ongoing, but uh, the encounters and the interviews with him have been wonderful. And of course, I'm so happy that the Smithsonian has uh, a number of my works in their collection. Uh, I think. Uh, since the event of the pandemic, things have shaken up a lot uh, on, on, on my end. Uh, first of all, uh, it's it certainly has impact and shaken up the world and, and, and uh, it's shaking up uh, uh, my life, um, uh, my studio practice, as well as my uh, uh, practice as, as, uh, as an educator. Um, I could say that it's the kind of situation where I am constantly uh, in alert because at any given moment things changes and that has a, a radical impact uh, in, uh, in my daily life. Um, first of all, um, um, I had to be very mindful of my own health. Um, um, I'm not in the, in the best of health. And so my immune system is extremely compromised. And, and even though I tend to be a bit mule headed, uh, my wife, uh, convinced me, um, that I should stay home and not commute from Williamsburg to, um, to Dumbo or Brooklyn. It's, it's a, it's a short train ride, but it's still, yeah, you're interacting with the train system and you're interacting with people. And, um, and even if I took, uh, by taking all the measures, I'm still, you know, very susceptible, um, to being affected. So I spent, uh, almost three months, I would say two months and a half, uh, at home. And, um, at home, I, I ordered some art supplies to see if I could do work, but the environment is not quite conducive for that. Uh, so for the most part, I was uh, teaching my graduate seminars and tutorials uh, through Zoom. And I had to switch gears, change uh, my syllabus uh, um, and try to accommodate into this uh, virtual system which literally takes me away from my students and the students who have uh, lost their studios um, had to uh, make their work at home, which was of extreme limitations. 
uh, in the same way that I was uh, affected. So um, uh, those students that were making six by eight large scale paintings and, and others making uh, uh, combined media installations and, and so on and so forth, ended up in, a, in, in their small uh, apartment trying to refigure what to do in order to present their work during the course of the semester. And uh, the first session was very difficult because of what they were confronted with. And of course, I shared my own experience. I told them as to how frustrated I am also um, uh, to have to teach uh, in this format, but also the fact that I, uh, my studio practice was also a compromise. Um, um, and so we share a lot of that, which open up the possibilities of switching gears. Um, I was wise enough to restructure uh, the seminar and told them that, you know, no, you can't, you can't, you can't make large sculptures. You can't make combined media installations. You can't make uh, large or, or even medium sized paintings, but whatever you can make in your apartment, whatever you can make is more than, than, than eligible to be presented um, in, in, in the seminar. Um, because this is a whole new uh, situation. The impact of that will definitely influence your work. The limitations will put you in a situation to creatively uh, uh, work out uh, uh, alternative to what you're going to make. And um, from that point on, things went really wonderfully. And I feel that the fact that we were 22, it would go like for 7 p.m., you know. Um, it was very uh, productive, very fruitful, and, and we became much more uh, 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 unify, you know, uh, there was a sense of harmony and community that was established between us. Um, throughout all of that, I haven't been able to, to, to do uh, uh, similar in, in my practice because I got caught up with the classes and I got caught up with so many other things that the pandemic uh, brought about. And, um, and only after the semester ended, was I able to settle down a little bit and refigured. Um, that didn't work out. And after about two and a half months, I decided to uh, take my chances and go to my studio. And so far it's been going well. There are days where I would skip. Um, um, so I would end up going to the studio maybe five days a week, four days. I usually go there uh, six days. Um, and uh, work and, and then, you know, go home. And it, that, was the only, that, that, that was the only way I could um, engage with my own work again. And, and it took a while for me to even uh, um, um, get into the frame of mind uh, in the studio because I've been absent from it for so long and the work that I was doing at the time I haven't touched it in, 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 uh, uh, during that time. And, uh, and just to reacquaint and, and, and acclimate myself to the studio. So that took uh, a little time, but 
I'm back, I'm, I'm working. Um, uh, the work is uh, moving uh, slowly, but surely. Um, if anything, uh, the period that I was absent gave me a lot of time to, to think about the project. And, and a lot of ideas came out of that process. And so um, I'm in, uh, I'm back with full force and, and, and executing them. I'm happy to hear that. Um, where is your studio located? It's located in uh, Dumbo, Brooklyn. I've been there. I moved in, in Dumbo, Brooklyn uh, in 1990. And at, uh, about four years ago, the real estate just kicked me out of the, the studio, but I was able to come back uh, two years ago uh, to, to resettle. Um, 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 so it's, it's, it's going to be, well, it's going to be almost 30 years that I've been in, 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 uh, in Dumbo, Brooklyn. Then I moved. I, I established my studio there back at the time when that area was not known as Dumbo. And, and it was full of factories and uh, somewhat dark and dangerous. Uh, after a certain uh, hour of the night, it was pretty risky to step out uh, into, uh, uh, into the streets. But um, I've seen how it's been transformed and how uh, real estate has also uh, impact um, um, so many people, particularly artists, and how so many artists have been just moving out. Of, of, of Dumbo, the building that I was in. By the time I, I was uh, picked out, uh, there was but a handful of artists left, and yet it was a building uh, that when I moved in 1990, it was all artists, you know? So, so uh, um, I have a history, I have a history with, with Dumbo. I, 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 I got to meet a lot of artists, uh, and even throughout this, the decades, uh, um, meet people who open up galleries and, and, and theater uh, groups and so on and so forth and uh, a constant struggle. Uh, everybody holding uh, by their nails, like myself. Um, but I've seen uh, how that evolved and I would dare say that my, um, my life as an artist as at Dumbo, uh, that established my career. You know, 1990, my career started taking off maybe about four or five years before. But after, but once I moved into Dumbo and I, and, I, and I settled there, I could say that everything that I have achieved since took place in Dumbo. Um, I'm gonna answer your question. <laughs> and how do you, um, right now with the, with the situation with the pandemic, um, how do you get yourself from your home to your studio? Uh, I take the subway, depending on, on um, how I feel. I mean, with the subway, it's only, I, I only need to take two trains um, 
two stops from Williamsburg to uh, Manhattan, Delancey, and then take the F train back to Brooklyn, which is two stops. So in essence, it's about half an hour, you know. Um, but there are times where I take taxis uh, uh, to the studio, but I always come back uh, via the subway. So it's not too, too far or risky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, me more about the the project that or or the work that you've been creating um, in this time. Well, this project, uh, I started this project before I moved uh, back into into uh, Dumbo two years ago. It actually started. Um, the fact was that. When I lost my studio, um, obviously, I had to I had to take all of my work and all of my work since um, since college, since Cooper Union, uh, I had I had it st uh, stored in that studio. It was a huge uh, studio, and um, and I still had a lot of space to work on several uh, six by six feet paintings and even conduct, uh, I had a, 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 a print press, so I conducted a lot of uh, printmaking uh, workshops there and things like that. But once, once I lost that studio, I had to put everything in storage. And um, immediately after I moved out, which was January 1st, of uh, 1915, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I felt ill. I I, uh, I came down with uh, non-Hoskins uh, lymphoma. So uh, at the time that I had to move out, I uh, I didn't have the finances to to move out and move into a new uh, into another studio. But then thereafter, I, I felt ill. And, and, and so I decided that I have to forget about my studio situation because I have to contend with, uh, with my health. So I went through chemo and uh, that was about two years or more of that. And, uh, and then as I got better, um, then I, I started looking uh, for studio space. And then I found this space uh, through uh, uh, an art residency program that the two tree uh, management uh, corporation established um, where they bring uh, artists, uh, they rent a studio at the low market um, um, in a number of their buildings. So of course I had to apply and compete for that and I got it and, and, that's, and that's how I was able to get back and start my practice. But during the time that, that I was at home recuperating uh, again, I got very frustrated because I couldn't get, I, I just couldn't continue painting uh, at the scale that I was. So I thought of an idea of working on 12 by 12 inch uh, square panels. And the idea is to work on a number of panels to create a 15 by 15 feet wall piece as well as a 15 by 15 feet uh, floor piece. And um, the images that I were using as collage elements 
are images that people are already familiar with because I've used it on, 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 on several occasions in Passworks, which incorporates a, a photographic image of a man whose, um, whose face is covered by, by the Puerto Rican national uh, flag. And there's another photograph of a woman uh, um, as well. And there's even one of a woman holding a crying baby. So I decided to select two of those images um, through Photoshop, just create multiples and by hand and print them and by hand uh, make these collages, which are like grids. But the grids are not perfect. They're, they're like fractured uh, uh, grids or collapsed uh, grids. Um, and, and so I've been working on dozens and dozens and dozens of these panels individually uh, with these images. Each one is unique because each one has its own unique, uh, um, you know, um, uh, combinations. And then the idea is to then put these squares together, which is a, which is a, a, a more structured uh, grid. Um, and um, the name of the series is called uh, Fractured Grids. Uh, along the way, I started working on many of the individual uh, uh, 12 by 12 inch pieces. And I started making uh, a diptychs and triptychs out of them. So from this in, uh, initial project, there's the spinoff where I started making diptychs, triptychs, and even individual pieces, which would not be part of the grid, but separate. And also, I went to my storage to look for something. And I found uh, boxes of uh, negatives, contact prints, and, and prints, uh, silver gelatin prints of work that I'd done in the 70s and the 80s, because there was a time when uh, I was doing my painting on one end and then I was also um, doing a lot of street photography and I was documenting my neighborhood. I was documenting similar uh, neighborhoods like El Barrio in, in, in East Harlem, uh, going to a lot of the Puerto Rican to Latino communities and just documenting that environment. Of course, at that time, uh, most of the people there uh, were, uh, were Puerto Ricans. So, so I have a whole body of, of photographic works um, um, that I shot from the mid 70s into uh, the beginning of the 90s. Um, and I haven't looked at them uh, since. I had a one person show of these works uh, back in 1979, but I never exhibited these, these prints again. So when I found this box, in the warehouse, I decided to bring these boxes uh, to my studio. And I found another box full of uh, what, what they call uh, 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 proofs. Um, uh, you make these, these direct uh, proof prints and then with grease pens, you determine where you're gonna dodge, where you're gonna burn, how you're gonna expose the negative to make the finalized print. And I found boxes of those that were like five by six inches. I decided to incorporate that, these photographs into the fractured um, grid uh, series. So then there's another spin-off that came out of that, 
So the project has been growing and growing and growing. And, um, and there has been curators um, from various uh, museums that have come to, to see the work and they're very excited about it. And I'm hoping that at some point, um, um, when it's done, I'll, I'll definitely have a, a place to show them. But this is a project that has taken over uh, completely. And, uh, and it's has gone full speed since I moved into my new space. That's great. I'm really happy to hear you're, you're back at work. Um, so um, finally, I'd like to ask you um, if you have any reflections or urgent uh, thoughts or memories that you'd like to document in this interview. Um, especially considering these very uh, shifting and transformational times that we're living. Well, we are we are in a transformational uh, time. We are in a time when things uh, has been impacted in, in 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 very severe ways. You know, it's not just the pandemic affecting the health of society, but the the stress, the tension. And the anxiety um, that that carries through, um, and, and uh, and uh, the recent event, I believe, with uh, black men has been that has been ongoing um, for that has been ongoing for such a uh, uh, forever. You know that has kind of like blown up, and and so there has been demonstration against uh, the restrictions uh, imposed on people uh, uh, because of the pandemic. And then it blew up into demonstration in terms of uh, police brutality. And, uh, and then there are other movement that has surfaced um, that have been in conversation and that have been manifestation, but it has really blown up even further in terms of uh, decolonizing uh, uh, the museums and decolonizing um, the education system and so on and so forth, which I think it's all uh, wonderful and uh, but very challenging. Um, it's like a lot of the things that have been buried for so long and even in some cases that has come to the surface has now had blown totally uh, uh, up to the surface and into the minds of so many people. And as a result, um, you know, people are embracing it and other people are not embracing it you know so obviously there's there's conflict um so we're living in in very uh hard times you know uh if i would say very uh uh interesting times um i'm very hopeful that a lot will change uh for the better because all of the things that i name plus more um, are the kinds of uh, struggles that people like myself, not only here in the United States, but globally have been uh, struggling uh, uh, to change. Um, I just hope that along the way, there's a sense of, of forgiveness and of being able to to, to work through this in such a way that, that these manifestations can uh, achieve um, 
you know, can be achieved. So I'm kind of like very uh, excited at the same time, very nervous. Um, um, but at the same time, uh, hopeful. Um, but I feel that every one of us are going to go through a lot of uh, growing pains. And it depends on how we accept that in order for us to grow, you know. And, and I myself am confronting uh, my own contradictions and things like that. How am I going to make those changes? How am I going to grow from that? How am I going to transcend, you know? Um, I think that every human being needs to go through that uh, from all sides, you know? So I'm, I'm, um, I'm very hopeful that, uh, that when it's all said and done, things are going to be for the better. Thank you so much. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to name here that I didn't ask you about? Well, I think, I think uh, since, since, since you're interviewing artists, art is so important, art is so uh, vital in society and our lives. I think I think what needs to be said is, what is the, the artist's uh, responsibility in society? You know, um, art is beautiful. Art is, a, is, is, is aesthetic, but also art is, is human. And, and throughout history, art has confronted a lot of issues. I've tried to reach a certain uh, a truth and 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 have society uh, uh, face them and even reflect, and that's what we have to continue to do. I mean, that has been my dedication. That has been my commitment with my own work, and with so many other artists um, that I've known and had, even as uh, professors. And that's the kind of um, impression that I'm trying to embed in in my undergraduate students as well as my graduate students you know it's like who are you as an artist in this society what are your responsibility uh to have exhibitions is great to sell your work is is wonderful and to get reviews and so on and so forth but what kind of art are you creating that will definitely contribute in the most positive way in, in a way that is transcending uh, to society, you know, um, so that society can, can, can gravitate to that, not only in the visual arts, but in, in, in poetry and music and theater, whatever, you know. Um, um, and I think that's the best thing that I could say, you know, I mean, that's the question is like, who are you as an artist and what's your responsibility as an artist to uh, society? And, and just leave it at that. Um, the manifestation has been taking place with even a lot of the younger artists. Uh, I think they've given it a lot of thought and they're doing it, you know. Um, but I wanna, I, I wanna, I wanna echo that. Again, thank you so much, Juan. Um, thank you for joining us for this brief interview today. Um, and I am going to stop recording now.
Okay, my pleasure. Thank you.